If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar with three new associate stories from around Nemours. So without further ado, let's get started with a visit to the Nemours Outpatient Clinic in Deptford, New Jersey. It's here where we meet pediatric endocrinologist Dr. Shara Bialo, who lives the philosophy that treating kids means caring for their families, too. Kids are, are, are generally innocent and helpless when it comes to their medical problems. And I liked pediatrics because it, it really allows you to treat the entire family. Oftentimes, you're treating the parents as much as you're treating the kids. It allows you to have an adult relationship while at the same time helping the littler ones, which I find quite rewarding. A lot of our kids and their hormone disorders require care over the course of their lifetime, which allows you to form long-term relationships, continuity of care, and rapport with these families um, over the long haul, which I find quite appealing. Endocrine is also rewarding because a lot of what we diagnose we can treat, which is a lovely position to be in as a physician, and we can really offer families a management plan and hope moving forward that their child, even though they have a diagnosis of, say, type 1 diabetes or thyroid disease or an adrenal problem, that we we can treat that and make sure that they live a long, happy, healthy life just with a little bit of extra help from our team. On the vein of the type 1 diabetes, there's a family that I follow with closely. There's a nine-year-old boy who has type 1 diabetes, has had it for many years, does quite well, but it's a a 24-hour-a-day job for these families. So type 1 is an interesting diagnosis because it doesn't really place the burden on the medical team as much as it does on the family. They really have to make hour-to-hour treatment decisions in the home setting, which is a lot of work on them. So we really rely on them to keep their kids healthy um, outside of our time with them in the office. Um, This family does it beautifully. Mom juggles four boys in the home, (laughs) which in and of itself is a full-time job. And then, you know, the the child that I follow has this chronic illness, which requires hour-to-hour attention. And she just reached out to me recently about an experience that she had at our Deptford location. She had to take her son to Dr. Emanuel, who works in sports medicine, because he had injured his finger. Sports medicine and endocrine don't usually overlap as much as other specialties. But the fact that Dr. Emanuel and I work closely together at Deptford and know each other well, just because, again, the camaraderie of the office in that satellite location. You know, he was familiar with my role there and that made her feel quite comfortable. And she had a wonderful experience with him in the office. Same thing, she brought her son for a psychology visit to see Kara Branch, also in our Deford location, which is so convenient for her because juggling as much as she is to be able to have a one-stop shop for specialists that are really hardly related at all is fantastic in her eyes. And I also work very closely with Kara Branch, have a lot of patients in common. And mom came back with absolutely glowing reviews of all of her visits with the Nemours system. And she, this is a family that due to father's job has moved around quite a bit and has had to establish care at multiple locations. And she specifically expressed how lucky she felt that she had found Nemours uh, for her children and their medical needs. And, and so much so that felt the need to reach out and 
say that, which is a wonderful thing to hear as a, as a medical team. And I made sure to share it with them, which is great. I, my favorite part of the job is definitely following I call them my clinic babies <laughs> over time, watching them grow and watching them thrive despite all the challenges that life has thrown at them. Um, it's very rewarding and it keeps me going and it keeps my eyes on the prize when we have a tough day. The hardest part is having to break bad news sometimes, but it's made easier by all of the support systems in place at Nemours. You know, very strong psychology division, very strong social work division, which we work closely with to make those unfortunate conversations as easy as possible. So even though that's my hardest part, I find my inpatient time to be especially hard in that regard because um, the acuity of disease tends to be a lot higher. But we definitely, as the medical provider, as the physician, feel that there are so many support systems in place for the work that I do that it makes it easier on me as well as the patient. So how do you feel when you leave at the end of any given work day? How do you feel? I feel satisfied. There are days that are more tiring than others, but it's always so satisfying to come out of a work day and feel that I wasn't in the trenches alone. And I think the biggest thing for me is feeling that we're part of a team. Our division chief, Dr. Daniel Doyle, has been fantastic. I, I think that it would be you'd be hard pressed to find someone as fair and even keeled as he is given all that's on his shoulders for managing such a busy division that's grown exponentially in the past five to seven years compared to when he started and it was two physicians. And now, you know, we're upwards of seven or eight, which is it's fantastic growth. Um, but he could take the easy road and say, I'm chief and everyone else is my underling and this is how it's going to be. But he's right there alongside us taking equal call, taking equal work, making sure everything's divided equally. As Nemours is rapidly expanding and covering other geographic areas, he makes sure that everyone is on the same page as far as their willingness and ability to commute um, longer distances to help cover the patient needs. Um, just all around a fantastic leader. And I look up to his management skills and, and strive to, to emulate them as much as possible. Dr. Shara Bialo is a pediatric endocrinologist at the Nemours Outpatient Clinic in Deptford, New Jersey. If you ask emergency department clinical specialist Keith Fishlock what he does on a daily basis, this is what he'll tell you. I uh, spend a lot of time looking at the evidence behind the care that we provide every day to make sure that we practice not only at the top of our scope for our nursing staff, but also that we're using scientific-based principles to really um, drive excellence in care and provide our patients with the best outcomes overall. In other words, he crunches data. And we know that data is an important aspect of healthcare. yet healthcare is both a science, which can be measured, and an art, which is a bit more subjective. For over 30 years, Keith Fishlock has balanced both sides of that equation, earning five advanced nursing degrees, including a doctorate of nursing, and performing his job with empathy and compassion. Here's a peek at how he does it. I think healthcare is challenging because there are a lot of, a lot of everyday uh, ups and downs that we face, whether it be a, a very ill child or a family in distress or even coworkers that may have not had a great day. And it's important, I think, for morale to uh, lift and support the people around you every day. If, if you think about it, and I often use this analogy, I tell my colleagues, we often spend more time with each other during the waking hours than we do with our own families. So it's important to forge really effective and solid relationships. 
to support each other in everything that we do and uh, sometimes just pausing to listen to uh, take a moment for another colleague to make sure that you understand perhaps a, a struggle that they're experiencing that you didn't know about. I've been kind of known amongst my colleagues as being a good listener. I feel like I can really uh, glean more about a person by carefully listening to their uh, overall story, if you will. And I like to use that opportunity to reflect on some of my experiences and share them with a colleague so we can, if it's a problem, we can uh, try to solve it together and work through it. And if it's something more personal, uh, we can talk in a non-work environment to hopefully support them in another manner. Is there a kid, a patient, or a family, or maybe two, whose stories you think about, if not daily, at least on a regular basis? I do have a family that I uh, became close with uh, through repeated visits. That child had cancer, and um, she had a uh, brain tumor, and she was very, very ill, and it was doubtful uh, whether or not she would survive her resection and her um, subsequent care. Uh, Fortunately, she's done extremely well and has uh, really just grown through the years i've been able to kind of see them periodically and you know from an infant all the way up through to a young lady it's been just a remarkable experience as a caregiver to see her grow and thrive and know that i had a small piece in that to make that happen i love caring for other people it really makes me feel complete when i'm able to offer something of myself to somebody else And it comes very naturally, so it's never been a struggle to do that. I never planned on being a nurse. I had a scholarship to uh, Berkeley to be a music teacher. I was going to be a vocalist and uh, started working at my local hospital when I was 18 as an orderly and discovered that I really, really enjoyed working with people. And I think that's how my career initially evolved. I've been in healthcare for a very long time. I really enjoy it still today professional advice that you've received what's the best and it could have come from a mentor a colleague or a kid uh the best advice from a child and since i'm really into pain control is don't tell me it won't hurt and that's something i share with a lot of my my colleagues in regards to pain control you have to be straightforward with children especially for procedures i always try to tell them i'll do my best to make you comfortable but i can't make any promises that things won't be uncomfortable I think just being very honest and transparent with people is is vitally important as well. Even in the context of the work environment, sometimes you just have to be blunt and say say what's on your mind. Otherwise, you can't really initiate or, or promote change. And sometimes change is a very positive factor in the workforce. Keith Fishlock is an emergency department clinical specialist at the Alfred I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. And finally... When you meet the EEG neurodiagnostic team at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida, the first thing you notice is their laughter. (laughs) Helen Kano, Jessica Cooley, Leslie Rosa, Gabriel Guzman, and Viviana Rico make up this self-described awkward family, and they have a trust bond that gets them through the best and worst of days. Leslie Rosa begins our conversation on how and who make that possible. We perform diagnostic testings for the neurology department. We check the brain activity and central nerve system, and it helps the neurologist to have an idea 
to giving diagnose and a prognosis for the patient. What is it about this team and this combination of people that keeps you engaged in the work you do? It's very easy to be open with everyone in the, in the department. We're easy to talk to. We're all like a weird, awkward family <laughs> when it comes down to it at the end of the day. So we are open, probably too open with each other, just like a family is. <laughs> Does that help you do the work? It makes the time fly by a little bit quicker when we can get along and be, I guess, ourselves with each other. So it doesn't feel like a structured job. It just, it's more like an extended family. Give me an example of how you engender family amongst each other and why it's important to the patient experience that you're engaged in the work. Well, like Gabriel say, like me and him, we work together at night. So he makes a mistake. <laughs> I can tell him straight up without feeling that I have to hold back because it may hurt his, you know, his feelings. It was, that's not the case. We do help each other. And every time he has a question, he feels free that he can come to me and ask him. And I would show him as much as I can so he can get better. Also, when we have a family situation, once comes through the door, we already know that something is not right. So we always say, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And we feel free to say, oh, man, this just happened to me because we feel comfortable with each other. You guys laugh so easily. How does that help with engagement with the families and patient experience? I'm looking at Jessica, so I'm going to go to Jessica. We really engage with families. And once you get in there, they don't want to think about the situations that they're in. And we start cutting up and, you know, we crack jokes. And, you know, it's not anything insensitive. It's just the fact that, hey, like, there are people living their lives, too. And, you know, if we can relate to them and make it better, then we do. We try to... Be as friendly as possible, joke around so that they know that there's going to be some progress in the situation and the progress might be positive for them. We've had a lot of cases where it's sad, but in the long run, the patient gets better. A lot of our kids are kids we continually see. So they'll come back to outpatient and we'll see them again. So we get to see their progress get better. Or, you know, sometimes it's the other way, but the family becomes our family in a sense. A lot of these families, they've gone to so many other hospitals for so many years, and to hear that they feel that way with our group and to prefer to come to see us, you know, that's, that's huge. And it says a lot about the team that we have here. So, There was a patient story that you wanted to share. I'm going to turn to Helen, and, and maybe uh, you'd like to start us off and share that story. Yeah. We had a patient who was very sick, and we did an EEG, and we can tell that she was having a stroke during an EEG, and they were able to get her down an MRI, treat her fast, and she had such a quick recovery because of the fast response and the treatment. It was just amazing being able to see her three months later that she was back to her baseline after everything that I know her and her family went through. So it was so worth it. How do you support each other when you know that maybe there's not going to be a good outcome? Jessica, I'm going to start with you. Oh, definitely. So one of our tests that we do, um, we check for brain death. And I can't tell you, a couple times I've come back to the room and everybody knows where you like are in there. And they're like, are you okay? Are you good? Do you need a second? Like everybody in our department's very, we, we know. Usually whenever we're going to a room, we sort of know what we're getting into. And to come back to a department and say, hey, like you're good. 
do you need a minute? Like, or they'll come in the room and say, Hey, like, do, do we need to change out? Like we're very, we know each other. We know what limits we can take and we know how to help each other. We're all pretty, pretty great about it. I think um, our manager is very supportive of our department, too. Um, he makes sure that even he stops by and he's like, are you guys okay? Do you need anything? Just to know that someone has your back is something, it's a good feeling because you know that if you have to take off for an emergency or if, or something happened at work and you need that mental health break, um, that manager is going to tell you it's okay, you can go without you having to worry about being reprimanded for that. Mr. Joe Randall, we love you. <laughs> Helen Kano, Jessica Cooley, Leslie Rosa, Gabriel Guzman, and Viviana Rico make up the EEG neurodiagnostic team at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. And we don't want to forget to say hello to team member Jessica Campbell. She wasn't able to make the interview, but she was definitely missed. Hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Let us know your feedback or story ideas at podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. Next time, we'll highlight a former theme park employee and follow her personal journey to becoming a respiratory therapist here at Nemours. She'll also sing a little opera. Till then, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Mm-hmm.